0: Good morning. Welcome to the Hump Day edition of the Donna and Steve Show on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Golden Globe nominations have just been announced this morning. This is the
1: exciting. This
0: is gonna be tight, I think, with mm. some of these categories, especially the acting categories. Hmm. A lot of great performances this year
2: how about um this is kind of cool for kaylee kuoko i think she's getting some love so is the flight attendant the show but she's getting it for best actress in a tv series or comedy but she's going up against which of these have you seen lily collins in emily in paris Mm -mm. Elle fanning in the great nope jane levy in zoe's extraordinary playlist Mm,
0: nope but i hear that's cute show
2: and katherine o'hara for bleeps
0: creek lover that's, I think her time is due. Yeah, of course. I
2: wonder if she's ever won a Golden Globe, Katherine O'Hara.
0: Good question. Or an Emmy.
2: Because if not, then there's a chance that they treat that like a... Lifetime Achievement Award, you know oh, they yeah, make up for yes for sure for all the lost she's time.
0: She's so talented, she's so great.
2: Eugene Levy's getting love as well for Bleeps Creek, although I don't want him to win. He's going against Nicholas Holt uh, from The Great Don Cheadle for Black Monday. This is Best Actor in a TV Series Comedy. Jason Sudeikis for Jeff- Ted Lasso. Wow. <laughs> That's great. And Rami Yusuf for Rami. I'm hoping Sudeikis pulls it out.
0: How about, let's look at the, um, the drama categories, okay?
2: Okay.
0: I think I, think I know who this is going to go to. Uh, best performance by an actor in a TV series drama. Uh, Jason Bateman for Ozark. Josh O'Connor for The Crown. Mm. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Al Pacino for Hunters. Matthew oh. Rees for Perry Mason. Right. rolling into this place. I bet Bateman's going to take this. Yeah,
3: a lot that of love. Our, one, or, yeah,
0: or the guy who plays Prince Charles. Yeah,
2: that's Josh O'Connor. Really good too. Yeah. Really good. Hey Donna, hey could Steve. you could you just scroll up a little bit and let's do best actress in a TV series oh, sorry. drama? I'm, I'm but not looking no, at no, the no. same thing. You are oh, okay. Well, I want to make a request. Okay, I have told you this before. You big you should be the woman who reads off the the nominations
0: oh i don't think i can today oh
2: donna what do you mean
0: okay here i go what do you, what am i looking best at best
2: actress in a tv series drama and then we'll get ellen k boot, booted from it
0: okay wait best actress in a TV. okay
2: yeah
0: wait i'm looking at limited uh best actress ladies in... and gentlemen
2: donna valentine about to read off the nominations the golden okay, globe nomination go. just came out this morning best actress in a tv series drama
0: the nominees for Best Performance yes! by an Actress in a Television Series, yes! Drama. The nominees are Olivia Colman, The Crown. Ooh, yeah, girl. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Ooh. Emma Corrin, The Crown. Yay! Yes. Laura Linney, Ozark. Ooh. And Sarah Paulson, Ratchet. Oh,
2: Donna, seriously. That's so true. You could so do that. (laughs) You really could.
0: Olivia Coleman better get this.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll be really disappointed. Who's Emma Corrin?
1: She plays uh, Princess Diana. Oh, yeah,
0: no. No, She's not better than Olivia Coleman. No. No. Bye.
2: Oh, now I like this. I'll try it and show you how much worse I am at it than you, okay?
0: Okay.
2: <clears throat> Best TV series drama. The Crown. Lovecraft Country. No clapping, I guess. Ooh. the Man- The Mandalorian. Ooh. Ozark. Ooh. Ratchet. I'm a savage, mm. classic, bougie, ratchet, <laughs> tic Tock. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see Mando win that. I don't think it will. I don't think that Mandalorian has enough teeth to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're looking yes. for a little more grit. Yes. Uh, it was a very well-told story with plenty of surprises along the way, but uh, my guess is that it will not go to Mando.
0: Probably the crown. Uh, Ozark. Yeah.
2: Ozark no, and the Crown. crown. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know who I'm really rooting for in the limited series? Okay, so this is a really tight category. Um, I want to look at the actresses. Just a moment. Do you see it,
3: Steve?
2: Uh, I see best. Yes, I do. Uh, best actress in a limited series or TV movie: Kate Blanchett for Mrs. America. Yep. Daisy Edgar Jones for Normal People. Shira Haas for Unorthodox. Nicole Kidman, The Undoing. And Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit. And
0: I'm seeing Daisy Edgar-Jones for, did you say that already? For normal yeah. people? Oh, that was the mm-hmm. second one you said. Okay, yeah. I really think Kate Blanchett was unbelievable. Dawn, mm. have you seen Mrs. America? No, you've told me about it, You though. will really like it. Okay. It's so good. So, so good. And she is amazing. But that Anya Taylor-Joy, too. I know. We uh, do. It's so tight.
2: But maybe at this point with her, you know, she's new again. There's she's politics. There's yes. politics, yes. in every one of these award situations, the Hollywood Foreign Press, whoever they are, uh, yeah, they might be thinking of uh, to nomination. She's young, long career ahead of her.
0: Yeah, you're right. And Kate Blanchett, gosh, she's been around a while. It should be judged
1: on just what they're doing. Because what if Anya Taylor Joy never has a role? where she's as good You're as right. she was in Queen's yeah. Gambit. You're right. Should.
0: Yeah. Come on. What about Nicole Kidman in The Undoing? I mean, she was good. I just least... didn't see it. It sounded
1: a little bit too dark for my taste right for now. For you? Right now, I'm just trying to <laughs> watch you. uplifting things, you oh. know, like uh, escape, uh, you know, Sex and the City. Oh, and, yeah, okay, all right, that's Umbrella fair. Umbrella Academy.
2: Yeah, there oh she God, is. That's Sorry,
1: I blew up. <laughs> have you watched Mank yet? No, it is on my list, though. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. What up, Mank? Every every week, I have to watch a movie for our forced movie reviews. Oh, um. and then we watch RuPaul, and it just ends up being a lot
0: and mm. I like content. I, I yeah. like to,
1: I like to I'm just not uh, I don't like to just dip into something and then not like I f- I feel like I need to complete things. I don't just want to try things. I want to get through it. So I had to finish Songland and mm. yes. Oh my
2: She's god. She's a finisher. That's a burden oh. to be a finisher.
0: It is. It you feels know, it's overwhelming. But it all I'm with you on that because when I realized that I forgot to finish something like Selena I'm like, oh, my God, how did I leave those two episodes hanging? Right. I went back and finished. Yes. So I got that off um, my plate. And then I realized, oh, my God, I was watching that comedy store documentary and I left that hanging. So I went back to that last night.
2: Listen, we're closing up loose ends here. We're tying them off. We're checking boxes. This is really great. Yeah, we got some mojo right now. Yeah,
0: it's going to get real cold, so hunker down, people. Watch some TV.
2: Yeah, get some stuff on your queue. Figure out what your watch plan is, because starting on Saturday, we will enter a seven-day stretch of (laughs) uh, low temperatures, in the negatives, many of which will be between about negative 13 and negative 18 is what I'm reading. So that's, that will have wind chills like Monday morning, uh, wind chills around negative 25 when the kids are at the bus stop, which means yeah. they won't be at the bus stop. They'll, right. they'll be driving them or something like that. So yeah, it's going to get bitter, bitter cold after this very mild winter, the weather gods always win and they are about to wreak a little bit of havoc. So it's kind of like we won't even be able to go outside. So this is like another, this is a weather induced lockdown. Have fun, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Our Facebook question is uh, its uh very optimistic. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get into it in hour three, but you can go to our Facebook page now. The question is, what's the funniest thing your kid has ever said? Random where you just thought, i got to write that down. We want to hear those. You can go to our Facebook page. We'll let you know when you can call in a little bit later on in the show. We forced that one through, even though Millennial Hannah didn't want it. And we feel really happy about that.
0: Yeah, take that Hannah.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Hannah.
0: <laughs> What's so aggressive to Hannah? Oh, she gets.
2: Because it. we sent her the we sent her the question yesterday and she responded via email this sucks. That's why <gasps> we're so did. aggressive. Yeah. Oh,
1: I love how sassy <laughs> gotta, she is. She also That's blocked us. <laughs> us. Yeah, she blocked,
0: blocked. us. <laughs> she blocked us. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's a long-standing feud that uh, there's no sign of it ending anytime soon. When we come back, uh things that make you go Huh, a bunch of dumb things that you don't need to know. How about this though? A fun fact about Barbara Streisand. She has done something that no other uh, recording artist has ever done before. Ever, ever, and probably we'll never do it again, frankly. (laughs) I have trouble imagining somebody doing this again. We'll tell you what it is, that and some other curious things when we return on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna.
0: We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast.
2: Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body.
0: Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not not believe how cool they felt like continuously
2: Local company right here in Minnesota, Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts.
0: Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer John McClain, and some fun facts.
2: Do you like Barbara Streisand? Yes. How do you feel like a lunch with her would go?
0: Very tensely. <laughs> 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 That's
2: <so great. laughs> oh i'd be so nervous oh lord i would just think anything i say you're gonna hate yeah <laughs> barbara, barbara streisand is the only person who's had a number one album in six decades her first was people in
0: 1964 oh in each of six decades correct got it
2: her first was People. That was in 64. Her sixth was Encore, Movie Partners Sing Broadway. That came out in 2014. Every decade, she has had a number one album. Wow. That's I think... That's why she's the queen. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: she's got a beautiful voice. Oh, Just amazing. It's just so natural. Mm.
2: I know very little about Barbara Streisand, which would also hurt my lunch conversation with her, because I'd start with like... So what have you done? Mm-hmm. I have always been on the outside looking in there. And the majority of my life, I have just felt like I've distantly seen her. Rarely does she sit down to do an interview. It's okay. not like you see her on the late night circuit. I just feel like I know virtually nothing about her. Was
1: she in beaches? No. You're thinking S- of Bette Midler.
2: And I like her. She's doing great. <laughs> see, the She's lunch would get off star- on the really wrong... A what? star
0: is born. Yentl. Do, Yentl. Um, oh gosh.
2: You know what I'm thinking? I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with Barbara Streisand in it.
0: You know what you might want to watch? What's uh, that? you know, she was in um Meet the Fockers, right?
2: Careful. Oh, then I have.
0: She not was it Meet the Fockers or was it like the second one? It was mm. the second one because they play she plays the in-laws, like one of the Right. right. Okay, so she was in that, and she was also in something with Seth Rogen.
2: Yeah, I never saw that.
0: It was, that was cute.
2: That was the, the Seth Rogen movie that she did a number of years ago, maybe five or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. That was when uh, there was an entertainment reporter in L.A., as I recall, talking about how he was there. He was in the room with both of them. They are in the same room. He's doing the interview, and then they get back and they see the tape of the Seth Rogen camera and the Barbara Streisand character uh, camera, and they just look totally different. Hers is glossy and has this heavenly glow to it, and then there's Seth, because there was something. I don't know what it was. Some sort of a lens, some sort of a filter that they had Probably. on
1: Probably. Oh, yeah. Well, she's, she's also a director, so she knows. She's notorious for years, like even in
0: the 80s. She mm-hmm. would travel around with a lighting crew. Yeah, you'd have to get her it's good sort of bride. Yeah, uh, the Guild Trip oh, is the name of that movie. It came out in 2012. Trip.
2: Wow, nine years ago! Good golly! I know, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a fun fact about China: Are we to believe this? More than 30 million people in China live in caves. Mm-mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you mean? I don't know. That's what it said. It gave me nothing else. There wasn't a second line saying, huh. "Where's
0: but Jing? 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 Are you listening?"
3: She could be listening from a kid. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this.
2: cave (laughs) the internet's spotty here sorry guys i missed hour one
1: maybe they're just like hobbit hole caves or maybe they're uh, used to be quarries and they've turned them into living environments maybe they're
0: castles and they're just calling them caves yeah we're we're thinking the best (laughs) or
2: maybe they're caves (laughs) you ever been in a cave
0: i don't like them because i'm afraid of bats
2: oh okay yeah Mm -hmm. I'm always, I'm a little bit afraid that they will uh, collapse on themselves and I'll never be seen again holy buried holy in a pile God. of rubble.
0: Right. You know how you see people, you know, in, in like a beautiful Caribbean setting where they're in this like boat by themselves. What do you call those boats that you paddle by yourself? A kayak? A kayak. kayak, boat? A kayak. No. And they're kayaking <laughs> and there's this gorgeous cave with all these uh, things uh. that look like icicles coming down. Stalagmites. I see that and I go, hell no.
2: Oh really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I and no. not I don't care how pretty it is in there. You
2: I tell you what, I was in a cave once on a field trip and I remember the you know, there are little ponds, little bodies mm-hmm. of water in some of these caves. Oh my word, are they stunningly beautiful. Cool. I mean, just crazy.
0: I'll look at <laughs> the pictures.
2: Crazy. You feel like you, you're you're in a fantasy world when, when you're inside of them if you can get past the fear.
0: You know what I think of when I think of caves too? Remember those that group of young kids who were yes. part of whatever team and they got yes. stuck inside yes. the cave. And then to get out,
2: oh my lord, the
0: equivalent, I guess, of like Navy SEALs came and yeah, that had was tubes. so dramatic. And kids oh were afraid of lord. swimming and they had to swim underwater to get to the other
2: Oh my god, oh my crazy.
0: crazy! I can throw up just thinking about it. I mean, that. just that was back when the
1: world cared about each other. <sighs> I'm sorry, it's okay, Don. my parents are uh, home. Or my childhood home is on top of a cave. Wow.
2: That's got to hurt resale.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's just a big cave system. Missouri, like you guys are the Lake State. We're the cave state. Right? Oh, no. It's everywhere. Yeah. Really?
3: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh,
1: yep.
2: So do kids go and play in caves and throw rocks and stuff?
1: Mm-hmm. You have to be careful because sometimes you'll be on your property and there will be a deep hole and it's going down to the cave. Oh, my gosh. You can't fall in.
0: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. you like got to cover up that cave hole.
3: Wow. <laughs> yes, yes. Stressful
0: oh i have been in a cave i've been to the Wabashaw caves i went for like um, a halloween thing when my mom was visiting one year well, that's fun and right you know where they are right in saint paul yeah you don't no all right well they do like you know they'll have like gangster tours in there mm-hmm. you oh. know and you relive some of the stuff. It's very cold very chilly in there
2: yeah there. yeah there's mushrooms you ever been in the hoover dam
0: yes that's no that's pretty
2: cool Oh, see we it, it was actually
0: no, it was actually closed when I went there so I hung out in whatever that body of water is there. Hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. And just like yep. laid out in the sun over there. What's that called?
2: Uh, the Hoover Lake, Hoover. Nope, nope. Reserve. Nope. Oh,
1: no, no. This, this is where uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson filmed their movie. It is Lake Havasu. Really?
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. That's
2: it. Is that, lake? is that in California? It was like, or I thought it was, Las Las was Lake Mead. Oh, lake Mead. Mead. You're right. Mead. Yep. That is that Lake Mead is Game in Vegas. Work. Havasu Havasu's is in, in Cali.
1: Yep. Right.
2: Uh until the mid-1970s, at least ninety percent of NHL players were Canadian. Now it's down to forty-seven percent.
0: Uh oh.
1: No we're way better. Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. How about That's that? Right, suck it, Canada.
1: Oh, oh no. gosh.
2: Hey, I watched the uh second half of the Tiger Woods documentary last night. It had me feeling all sorts of feelings. I will say this, very, very well done. Yes, They did a I really agree. nice job of hitting Excellent. every little aspect of it. Uh and I'll tell you who it really made me feel bad for all over again. That when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk.
0: And we're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. I'm so glad, Steve, that you finished a Tiger Woods documentary. I thought it was fantastic.
2: Yeah, they did a really, really nice job of telling all of the different angles of Tiger's story. You know, it's they didn't just go... Personal. They didn't just go his downfall. They didn't just go professional. They really had a. They, I thought a nice balance between the two episodes. First one's an hour and a half. The second one is about an hour and forty five minutes. Um, but of course, episode two of the Tiger Doc. It's on HBO Max. Is largely about his personal downfall. What led into that? His father's death, injuries, and then his you know, philandering in in Las Vegas and in Florida, for that matter. And uh, it was kind of crazy because you hear about the National Enquirer who tried to break the story on Tiger Woods cheating. And they initially did it, and it was like it just got, you know, pushed under the rug. And there was a time when Tiger – had started having an affair with a waitress at a local restaurant that he and his family would go to. And the National Enquirer knew about that, but they weren't able to get the story to take off because they had blurry pictures. Mm. They felt that they had enough, but... They couldn't end up going with it at the end of the day. So then, as Tiger continues to do things and go out to Vegas and start to party with the likes of Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, at one point he said to Michael Jordan, like, what am I supposed to say to these women who come up to the VIP area? And Michael Jordan said, tell them you're Tiger Woods. And then he started doing that and started, you know, you're hearing from VIPs and uh, hostesses in Vegas who set these big entertainers up to have, the time of their life, whatever that happens to look like. But they go out there and start following him around. They follow him in New York when he meets the now famous Rachel Yukatel, who he had the uh, longstanding relationship with. I'll tell you what, um, you know, there are a lot of people to feel bad for in Tiger Woods' story because there's a lot of personal heartache. the The professional stuff is one thing. But there's a lot of personal heartache there in that story. Of course, his wife, Elin, his poor wife, Elin, having gone through this so publicly. And you see all this footage of the reporters and paparazzi who are just yelling at her. as She's trying to walk her kids. And how do you feel about the 11 women, Elin? And all of this just really crappy stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your heart just breaks for her all over again. Kudos to her, by the way. Think of the last time, if ever, you've heard from Elon. Tiger Woods' ex-wife. Mm-hmm. She has, to her credit, to my knowledge, never sat down for an at-length interview. No, um, and it's just been hell bent on having a private life and trying to protect her kids from all of that bullcrap. Good right. for her. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I tell you what, I didn't know much about Rachel. You could tell outside of the headlines from back then. She now is speaking for the first time in about a decade, and uh, you you feel for her as well. On a different level, but after the affair came out and made headlines, then you see all the paparazzi just running around her and everybody was, you know, she was the bad one. She was the home wrecker. And not to say that she didn't wreck a home. She did. But it also takes two to tango. And so she felt like she was getting all of this blame. This home wrecker comes in and ruins the legacy of Tiger Woods, where she thought more of the headlines should have been a shared responsibility in that, to say the least. So that was interesting to see. Some of the well, human side of Rachel, you could tell?
0: She wasn't even the first. No,
2: she wasn't she was the first. She was one
0: of many, so it's kind of hard right. to call her the wrecker. She was just the, the, no, the straw that mm-hmm. broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yes. And, and she was lied to by him. He led her to believe that they were in love and had this special relationship.
2: Well, and then she finds out about the other women. Elin would say, hold my beer on that. I was lied to because, you know, Rachel did know. The Tiger was married. Everybody knew Tiger was married. Right. So they were still in that. But I yes, there are all these different layers of like, oh gosh, this is this is not great. So you see the hard time that she goes through. And then I get it, Tiger Woods, totally at fault there, brought this on himself. I totally get that and resonate with that and don't look to to pile on him. But you also understand, I'm sure he went through a series of heartache looking back at the family that he had broken and the responsibility that he had in all of that. So you're just feeling bad yeah. for a bunch of people. There are certainly people who did wrong, people who did right, and you just, your heart aches for a lot of them. Then, here's what I found interesting. I didn't really know uh, some of these things. You're hearing from Tiger Woods friends from the past. Mm-hmm. And a couple of friends, there was a, a girlfriend that we heard about in episode one, a high school girlfriend who he just suddenly rode off and cut her out. Boom, done. Then it was with another just friend of his, a, a girl, not a girlfriend, just a friend who was a girl, and she uh got cut out of Tiger's yeah. life after he went through all of that. Now I get it, you that's go what through he something does. That's traumatic. What he does. Yeah, and then you like go to your corner and say, I need a clean, fresh start. But it doesn't then you see like, ooh, that's not a a long term healthy thing. I can see kind of going into your bunker for a little bit, but if you have friends who weren't a part of your philandering, of your downfall, who are reaching out there's an opportunity for to offer the courtesy of, you know yeah. what, I'm like, going at least have a conversation with them yeah. about why that season of friendship is over. Same thing with his caddy, yep. who was his caddy through it all, mm-hmm. and Tiger was uh, waiting to come back and had injuries and was coming back from all this stuff. And his caddy asked if he could caddy for Adam Scott, mm-hmm. um, a golfer from Australia, and Tiger said, yeah, that's fine. And then one day before the tournament, uh, he said that his camp called and said, hey, he changed his mind. If you do it, you won't ever carry his bag again. And he thought, surely it wouldn't be like that. Like Tiger knows Adam Scott. Tiger, of course, knows Steve, his caddy, who he's been with for about a decade. And then sure enough, the Monday after that tournament, uh, he was notified that he was no longer the caddy for Tiger Woods.
0: And they never spoke again.
2: And they never spoke again. Mm. Now. That's what's crazy.
0: Keep in mind, too, you know, because what's his caddy's name again? Stevie?
2: Steve, Stevie something.
0: Okay, so Stevie. he had said, you know, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> he was like the best man in my wedding. He was my yeah. best friend. I talked to a friend of mine who's big golfer, huge Tiger Woods fan. And he said, well, let's not forget that that his caddy. Wrote a tell all book about him also oh that kind of threw the dirt out there on tiger
2: and but, I said, but that I see that, but that came out after. five years after mm, that like, was well, that this, was in 2015 yeah. that that came out and I'm not okay. saying that that's the right thing for him to do, but there was a there's a five year gap in the midst of that from 2010 to 2015 where Tiger's on tour with the guy a guy who has literally been his shoulder to cry on uh, and has been with him through these ups and downs. Again, just to never say anything, to never have a conversation mm-hmm. of, if it's over, just tell me why it's over and then we can go our separate but ways. Did you
0: notice, he said that to a lot of the women, just compartmentalize your feelings. Mm-hmm. Just forget that you're feeling that. Put that over there and just move on with the next thing. Yeah. That was like kind of a a thread throughout the story as something that he did yes
2: and and by the way as something that you know taken to extremes is really unhealthy so here again you see this because then what that allows you to do the compartmentalization like in doses i think that that can be a good thing right it allows you to stay focused at the moment that you need to be focused on something right but the extreme to which Tiger Woods takes it then allows you to live a double life or yes. a triple life or an 11 times over life, whatever that is, um, and allows you to be cold when it comes to relationships ending. So it's, you know, you you watch that and you think like all of us. By the way, I'm not throwing stones at Tiger Woods. I got plenty of things in my past that are not good and ways that I could continue to improve. So I'm not like trying to beat up on Tiger Woods, but when you watch it, you you know, you see... There's room for improvement, it would seem, mm-hmm. on a personal level. Now, he's really trying to do well with his kids. I was curious, uh, and he played at that tournament a few weeks ago, the father-son tournament with his son, Charlie. I'm curious, you know, does he see Elon? They're still co-parenting, I or is that so. like, is there a, a nanny involved that travels them from one place to another when they go from one home mm-hmm. to the next?
0: I think they do see each other. I feel like I've seen them together, and I think she might be remarried, if I'm yes, not I believe that
2: she is remarried. Yeah, I believe that she is. But I remember... Yeah, last
0: year she married an NFL player.
2: It was interesting seeing the, um, the news reports in real time because I remember the day after Thanksgiving seeing a news report back in 2009 that said Tiger Woods involved in a crash. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then they're like, he has lacerations to his face. And I thought, oh wow, that's crazy. And then the, one of the early headlines was that Elon had to break through the window mm-hmm. to get him out of the car. Come to find out that was not the case. Um, but it was her breaking the window, you know, in. Yeah, anger and it puts
0: it all into context, doesn't it? It's like a mm-hmm. really well done, comprehensive story
2: of yes. Tiger Woods. And, it, you know, did you get confused at the end of this? Um, at the end of part two of this documentary, Tiger was getting interviewed and it didn't like courtesy the footage. So I didn't know where this was. And I was like, did Tiger sit down? With these documentary filmmakers? Because it was really like beautiful HD. It wasn't like a press conference or old ESPN footage. I don't remember. And I thought, I don't think Tiger had any... He didn't give this no. a thumbs up, no. I wouldn't think.
0: No, I don't think he did. That had to be from something else. They didn't give it credit?
2: They didn't No, and it was just this beautiful HD. And it was like an interview I'd never seen before. And I thought... Is Tiger Woods sitting down with this documentary film crew? I will say this, though, how it ended with him winning the Masters. You know, because so many people wrote him off during his downfall. They thought he couldn't overcome the personal hurdles. And then he made his way back from that. And then he had all these physical ailments to the point where he told Jack Nicholas in 2017, I think I'm done. I don't think I'm ever going to golf again. And Jack Nicholas, famously the best golfer ever to live in terms of the amount of majors won, a two Tigers long chased. Two months later, he gets arrested for DUI because he's on five different medications. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he came through all of the drug stuff and is now, we hope, clean again um, is a feat enough. You hear these sports reporters saying, he'll never win again. He needs to quit. He needs to retire. And then it ends at the 2019 Masters, one of the coolest sports moments Yeah, when he won that Masters yep, again. And it reminded that. me how we... Um, how we view, especially athletes as big as Tiger Woods, as performer, speaking of compartmentalizing, as performer, sports performer, and as person, and how you just shift back and forth yep. between these two spaces. And
0: think about how he also did that with his pain, his physical pain on the course. When he's, yeah. You know, he's playing with a broken leg, essentially.
2: And his caddy, Steve Williams, said, Tiger... I think you're jeopardizing your career. I think we might need to bow out of this. This is at the U.S. Open, like round one, and Tiger looked at him, as Steve Williams says, and he said, "Bleep you! I'm winning this tournament," and he won the tournament. Yeah, it's <laughs> a
0: really, really crazy. well done. Um, remind me where this is again? This is
2: this is HBO, HBO Max. Max.
0: Okay, yep. HBO Max. It's called Tiger. It's called Tiger. It's excellent. Even if you're not a fan of the sport, it's mm-hmm. a really, really well done uh, documentary about a pop culture. Icon. Yes, mm-hmm. well, so, well said. There you go. All right, when we come back, if you see something, we want you to say something. Steve saw something.
2: You know that famous Hollywood sign? Everybody loves it. Hooray for Hollywood. Well, uh, yesterday it didn't say Hollywood, and it got me on a little rabbit hole of all of the pranks that they've done to the Hollywood <laughs> sign over the years. We'll rattle through some of those and let you know what it said yesterday when we come back on Don and Steve.
0: It's the Diet and Steve show on My Talk 1071 everything entertainment Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson let's get right to it hey if
3: you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you you see something say something something with Donna and Steve if you see something say something come on and party tonight
2: hooray for Holly boob. <laughs> do, 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 holly boob. This Somebody, is funny. <laughs> I just thought, I came across the, it was trending on Twitter and the headline reads, six people arrested for turning Hollywood sign into Holly boob. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> this is stupid and funny. There was a group of influencers, I suppose, that were involved. It had to do with censorship about Instagram, censoring them and the photos that they wanted to put out. So then they get up there and frankly, they didn't do a good job of turning the sign into holly boob. What they did was try to pull up a giant, imagine a giant sheet that says B, <laughs> and that okay. goes over the W. Yep. Yeah, And then for the, for the D in Hollywood, they put a little dash in between the D. So the Bs looked different. So it wasn't like you would automatically drive by and be like, holly boob. But when someone explains it to you, it makes sense. And anytime somebody pranks the Hollywood sign, I applaud their effort. They did it in the middle of the afternoon, too.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, that's such a, a a hike up there, too. Yeah, no, you have, to, you have to get to it from underneath cuz you can't get over the fence. Yeah. From what oh. I understand you have to hike from below and it's like very, very challenging.
2: Jeez. Well, they made it. They did it. They got arrested. Uh, but anyway, it's. I don't think it says Holly Boob anymore today, but not the first time. So then I did a quick little dive into other times it's happened. This has happened two times. In 1976, it first happened. Holly Weed. Holly, oh,
0: yeah. Okay. Holly Weed, uh,
2: that was a... Was that on the started date? By a? It was a 21-year-old Cal State Northridge art student named Danny Feingood. And uh, and he did that, and that was kind of funny. They They did it a few years ago again when... Marijuana got legalized in California. It's kind of funny. Funny. You um,
1: know, surprisingly had that ambition.
3: right. <laughs> right. So
2: they are talking on their way about it on the couch, some, uh, you know. Yeah. In 1983, <laughs> they played the uh, the Army Navy football game, which mm-hmm. is a, you know, big deal each year. It was played on the West Coast for the first time ever back in 83. And so in celebration of the game, which was happening at the Rose Bowl, a group of Navy midshipmen Covered a few of the letters of the sign and tried to make it read, Go Navy. Uh, they didn't actually end up covering up all of the unused letters, so it wound up reading, "Goal Navy D.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, maybe not mission accomplished. Goal ha- Navy D.
0: Let me ask you this, because I've never been to Los Angeles or that area of California. I'd love to show you around there. Oh, my God, I would love that one. Are we going Never trip? <clears>
2: okay, <throat>
0: never mind. Um... I am curious. Is it visible from like a highway? Is it if you're at a like at a restaurant oh, sitting it's on a visible. patio? It's,
1: all kinds of places. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you
2: can see it on the freeway. You can see it uh, in a whole bunch of different places in in Hollywood, of course. If you're hiking, you get these unbelievable views. There's the LA, the Griffith Observatory has a lovely view of it. But you can see it, it's you know up on the hill, so you can see it a bunch of places. What's funny about it though is. There are a few strategic places where you can really see it and it's it's framed nicely for instance right above the Kodak Theater I forget what they call it now but you know the Kodak Theater where the Oscars mm-hmm. are sure. there is a there's like a shopping mall in that same facility and You go up one of the stairs, and they're sort of—imagine stairs coming up from both sides, and then they meet in the middle on this platform. Right through—in the middle of this mall, there's like an Orange Julius to your right, and then when you're standing on this platform, it is perfectly framed, the Hollywood sign is, right at like the buildings all cut away just how they need to, and then you see it another way. So there it's strategic, and the architects knew that. There's another street down the way where you just— randomly turn left it's a random hill with normal houses in hollywood and it's boom right there just looks so cool and it's it's just sort of obscure that it's there on a random street and it's not like hollywood sign viewing this way right you just have to turn your head left at the right point cool uh, i
0: used see. to live in um in an area of atlanta called buckhead mm-hmm. and you know every That's other ev- it was a, a little apartment building okay isn't um, that where uh, real housewives of atlanta a lot of the probably homes are? Okay. yeah there's some fancy homes but mm-hmm. we lived in, in an apartment in a studio okay um and you know every other month there would be the the letter would be changed from you know oh, really? Rockhead to you know oh, what? No. <laughs> like, oh no! He's like, welcome boy. to oh no bleephead. Mm.
2: They've made it Hollywood before. They've made it Jollywood. I like They Jolly made it Hollywood. Yeah, they've done it a few different times. But I always give kudos to the pranksters for hiking. To your point, Don, for just hiking up there with stuff in their bag. Come
1: on, it's, it's going to be worth it. We'll trechers, get there. Apparently. I was listening Mm -hmm. to a podcast and somebody was talking about going up there and how they just thought that they were, like, they were scared that they were going to tumble to their death. Oh, really? (laughs) It's all, it's super challenging and just
0: kind of scary. Oh my gosh. Um, do you have more, Steve?
2: No, no, but my mom texted me about this groundhog Yes. Okay, (laughs) so apparently
0: the Staten Island groundhog, I don't know, Mario, Jimmy, whatever his name was, um... They got busted for pre-taping, oh, and on, the guys. way people knew was because mm. out on the East Coast right now, they've got like two and a half feet of snow, Yeah, and there oh, was no yeah. snow in the video, but I believe we have a clip of uh-huh. the, the guy. The, the guy. Okay, the folks, guy, this is the, the, the moment
3: we've been waiting for, where Chuck is going to emerge Chuck. from Chuck. his borough, <laughs> his house, and make his annual prediction. Okay, Chuck, it's time to wake up. Mm-hmm. All right, Chuck. <laughs> oh, oh. I see Chuck. You want to tell me what it is to see, Chuck? Oh, I think I know what the
2: answer is. We're going to have an early spring. Spring is coming. Spring is coming.
0: Okay. Okay, hey,
2: Chuck. that oh, makes right. it all the better. Chuck.
0: Wait a minute. How can they say there's going to be an early spring when our... Phil said, "There's gonna, there's not. Gonna there be were
2: it. so many conflicting rodent reports oh yesterday on Groundhog God. Day. It was incredible. But the fact that these jokers said, Hey, will we wake Chuck up. Hey, Chuck, are you awake? Hello, <laughs> oh, early spring. Hey,' and then, and then it's pre-taped, and then they get hit with two feet of snow. Right, that makes birds it so rich.
1: Chirping. I yeah,
0: mean, <laughs> totally. Hey, thank you, Chuck. Hello, hey, Chuck." Oh, Chuck, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Dawn, thank you. Hey, no problem. See Thanks, you guys Dawn. tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Want to talk some music news? Okay. Okay. Um. Hey, things are not looking good for that country artist, Morgan Wallen. Jeez, Remember the, the guy who was yeah. seen making out with girls during COVID and he got kicked off of uh, Saturday yes. Night Live? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's something else. We'll tell you about it coming up on my Talk 107.1.